Hey, Jeff. Hey, Eric. How are you? I'm pretty good. How are you? Doing well, thank you. Day number 11 of the 12 Days of Podcast. Jeff, I'm so not interested <laughs> in doing a long intro. I have no more stories to tell. They all surround these two weeks. Is it cool if I just read off who's been on the podcast already? It is so cool. All right. Day number one, Cameron. Day number two, Cord Jefferson. Day number three, Tinashe. Day number four, Bun B. Day number five, James Rico of Real Goats. Day number six, Gia Peppers. Day number seven, Jorge Peniche. Day number eight, Young Baby Tate. Day number nine, Ill Mind. Oh, I didn't realize those two rhymed right there. Day number 10, Jim Jones. Day number 11, Brandon Jinx Jenkins. Jeff, congratulations to you. Congratulations to you, Eric. Congratulations to all of us, to everyone who's listened, everyone who has gleaned gems from any of these esteemed guests on this esteemed podcast. Guys, thanks for fucking with us. We got one more day. It's happening tomorrow. We're recording it right after this. Yeah, but in the meantime, you should listen to this episode with Brandon Jinx Jenkins. Jeff, when do you want to get into it? Right now. No, I'm ready. You ready? Okay. Yeah. Should I um, like... Airplane mode or no, no, whatever. There's no rules. I don't yeah. care. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, you know nobody listens to this. Yeah. This, is, this is clearly not the episode. Jim had the, both of his phones. This is, this on is, the this thing. is eleven days in. <laughs> Jinx is here. <laughs> um. All right. Uh. Yo, what up? It's Eric, aka Running with the Pump, aka New Jersey Gas Attendant. Yo, what up? It's Jeff, aka Chop of the Block, aka Jenga. <laughs> Why am I not prepared? Hold yeah. on. All right, guys. Sorry. <laughs> I didn't have one last time. I was like, yeah. I need one. <laughs> You've been up here like 30 times. This I know, is, I know. This is truly embarrassing. Wait, before we go. Yes. Yeah. Who was the most episodes? I guess like you, Peter Rosenberg. Smoke Dizza. Um, that's probably, that's the, probably top. the top three. Yeah. Like, like when you say top three, who won? Um, like, will this make me one? Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah sure, yeah, why not? Yeah. You know, there's no <laughs> rules. Jinx AK Brandon Jinx AK number one guest on It's the Real Podcast. AK, I'm gonna come back three or four more. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's your good favorite podcast to waste time with It's the Real. <laughs> <laughs> Jinx, what's happening? Um, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm here. I'm, I'm alive. I'm awake. Um, yes. This is. I only go uptown once a year or twice a year. Wow. <laughs> this is number two. Yeah. Well. Merry Christmas. Yeah, yeah. Thank you for making it just before the New Year hits. Yeah, man. Um, Wait, what do you normally go uptown for? No, I don't know. I, just, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I have a two quota, yeah. and then I there's one always in the back for you all in case I get I'm the so, invite. I'm so and glad. Then, and then there's always one that's like at the top of the year. So like between spring summer, I don't see uptown. Damn, and man. Then, I mean, I guess it's not you guys don't know any people come up here because you guys have a show and people just come here for you all. Yeah. yeah. Um. There was a time when. Uh, Dan and Jeff would have their birthday party uptown, and that just yeah nobody would show up. That got all the complaints. It's rough, yeah. like yeah, it's, it's it's Brooklyn, it's Lower Manhattan. It's always kind of been those those spots. Yeah, um, but yeah, uptown is like. Or you guys have like, what month are you born in? Uh, July. Okay, I mean you, you got to do well. Yeah. La Marina's done. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, La Marina's never done. <laughs> Go there right now. It's popping. La Marina lives on through us. So if if people want to hear your whole story, they can check out your your first episode of Waste Time with It's the Real. That was what mm-hmm. like ninety eight. That was yeah, nineteen ninety eight. No, 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 episode ninety. Oh, got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it, it probably was. I mean, yeah, it was before you guys. It's probably like in the first hundred. Yeah, and then I think you, it was ninety six because Cardi B was ninety nine. Envy oh, yeah. was ninety eight. Yep. So yeah, you were in that space. Damn. And Boogie was ninety seven. Why do I know this? I, I don't know. I this, think you were ninety six. Yeah. Damn it. You guys are at what number right now? Oh, we're we're clearing, close to three hundred. Yeah. We're this is like two ninety four. Two ninety four. Two ninety four. Two ninety four. Ninety. I'm cool with that. Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. yeah thank God. So, um, given that, and a lot has happened since the last time mm-hmm. uh, we had a long conversation with you, 
But I just want to talk about like the shit you're really proud of that people don't see. And also I want to talk about because uh, we've had this conversation off mic. Mm -hmm. All three of us deserve to talk our shit because there's Mm. a lot of things that people don't um, appreciate about us. There's a lot of things people don't see that we do well, but there's also a lot of like things that we've done that we deserve credit for that um, maybe people don't give us those flowers. So Mm. what are you most proud of that people just don't see on a regular basis? You know what's funny is I was thinking of the first podcast and people, sometimes um, kids with their own podcasts are like, it's sometimes it, it... Here's a mixed bag. It's um, they're like, yo, I want to have you on my podcast, and I mean this in the nicest way possible. I'm like, damn, I'm not just around like that. Like, <laughs> you know, like you guys, are, all right, like you're not asking, um, I don't know, someone else that I feel like I'm probably working harder than, but um, I'm also like, yo, that podcast exists. Like, yeah. just go to it's the real. Like that, that's that's the podcast, and I can't do that again because I haven't up until I guess right now, I didn't have enough life between that podcast and anything else to really talk about. I felt like, so I always point people back to um, to this podcast. And I feel like out of all the platforms that I get a chance to talk on, for some reason, this is the one that people are always like, yo, like I like your story here. And I'm like, I've told it maybe one or two other places, Yeah, mm-hmm. but this is, I think it's just like the, the format you guys have, the amount of time uh, that we know each other. Whatever that is, that's the one that people are like, oh, bet. Yeah. Thank you very much. And, yeah. and it really is an honor to share your story because you're one of one. I think that you're very unique and, and you're extremely talented. Obviously, people know the podcast, mm-hmm. and, you know, your camera work, as in like in front of the camera and behind the camera. Yeah. And you DJ. Mm-hmm. And like you're not slacking in any of those things. And you're also very good at texting. I feel like that's being Am like, I? yeah. yeah. <laughs> I think I'm bad. <laughs> you really think you're a bad texter? I'm you know what? The problem is if you guys say I'm good at texting, that means it's because it's because we're texting. Yeah. yeah. But then there are going to be people who would be like, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. So, oh, so Jinx it's, doesn't it's, respond it's to text. A, it's a choice type thing. Well, By the yeah. way, how many unread texts do you have? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> Wait, you really, you have unread texts? Yeah. Oh, oh see, I have none. No, yeah, I'm, uh, I'm real anal about it. I can't, like, I can't, I can't not, not respond. respond. Yeah. Even, not, like, people I, I distinctly do not like, yeah. I still have to respond to them. I've... I'm at 135. Um, what? Yeah, but um, is that wait? That's group text though, too, right? Like in there? No, group oh. texts are usually the thing I read. I, there, there's a there's I don't know where they're all coming from. Yeah. Um, but they exist. Here, also, read, also too, I just, read through them all and then tell us where <laughs> no. they're coming from. You're saying that there's ones from like like really three years ago that might just be unread. You know when it really exploded? It exploded when I left Complex and then jumped on State of the Culture and it got to it cracked 100. And then I got it back down, and then I just had a birthday. And the bad thing about that is that that means someone's probably like, yo, yeah. I took time out of my day. Yo, Jinx, what's up? I love you. I'm, <laughs> I'm here to celebrate the day you entered the earth. And I'm like, yo, I'm, I'm out do- I'm tweeting. Yeah. I'm, I'm definitely tweeting. Yeah, yeah but you do you the have blanket the phone statement in your hand. that's yeah. like, <laughs> it's bad. Yo, I'm, thank I'm, you to everybody who, to, who texted me. Well, that's so <laughs> shitty, but then it's also like, there's a point where it's your birthday and you just kind of want to do nothing. Do you hit yeah. people back? It's like, yo, happy birthday, God. Like, you know, congratulations on everything. And you just go, bet. <laughs> <laughs> Say less. <laughs> three, three, emojis yeah. yeah or what's really bad is i realized um and this is like this is a goal for this year and definitely a goal going forward is that some text threads are the last time we've texted is them wishing me happy birthday yeah wow. and yeah I, uh, it's not great that's a real thing yeah. that's a real thing that's uh, such as you guys are such sagittarius yeah, yeah i know we are. yeah like uh, it's my world not yours <laughs> yeah um okay so you're not yeah. good at texting but you're great at so many other things what thank do, you what do people what, what do people not know um Man, way to get that back on what track. You, yeah yeah, that was. yeah yeah thank you <laughs> what do you what, what, <laughs> what are you really proud of man what am i really proud of this year um this year's been a i guess it's not even this year just in general um since the last time we spoke 
you know, I don't know. It's been a real blur. Like I think since last time we spoke, clearly, um, you know, I stopped working at Complex. I jumped out and started freelancing. You mean spoke on the podcast? Yeah, Because yeah, I yeah, feel yeah. like we, we speak <laughs> we talk, very regularly. Yeah. We're not the unread text. <laughs> yeah, I see. I feel like I see you all at very minimum once a month. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And often not in New York. Yeah, I know that. <laughs> yeah, the way in which I work is um has changed dramatically. Like I'm not in the office every day, and that's both exciting, but also like kind of stressful yeah you have to do the work around the work which is like new to me in a way that i'm not totally um you have to fight for yourself yeah yeah, yeah. you have to fight for yourself you have to respond to texts yeah, yeah. um <laughs> you, have to, you have to figure out what your work schedule is like and also like it is a lot of um saying yes to things but saying no to things at a job you kind of just have this agreement that you just do whatever people do right um i think i'm extremely proud of leaving a gig and essentially having some things lined up, but betting on myself and it turning out to be decent. Yeah. You know, I think I spent a lot of time and I wonder if it is a Sagittarius thing. Another Sagittarius told me this would happen. Um, and he was like, you're going to run through, you're going to hit all these marks, the things that you want. But while you say you want it, you're going to start heading towards it and you're going to already want something else. And when you get the thing that you got, you're going to kind of be like, uh, you're not even going to think about it. You're just not going to celebrate it. You're already thinking about tomorrow, the next thing. And I think a lot of times um, I've convinced myself not to throw myself parades all the time mm-hmm. just to get to the next thing. But it's kind of, it makes you really manic. Um, Wait, do you feel the same way as a Sagittarius? Is that yeah, like a, is that I, like I a thing? I do. Okay. I do. The person who told me that was uh, Brock Corson oh. um, when I first met him because we ended up having like, this long interview and he's like, oh, you're like this. Well, I'm like this, and I've seen that in other people that are um, that are from that that born in that time period. Mm-hmm. And I'm not like Brock because I don't have a cactus in my home <laughs> and I don't play golf with Schoolboy Q. Right, right. But Brock? otherwise, <laughs> yeah, and I don't look like Dennis Eckersley <laughs> from thirty thousand feet up. Brock's life is fucking awesome. It yes, is. it's really awesome, and and it's it's it's. It's a point now where I can't even watch his IG stories because I'm like, oh, this shit looks lit, and I don't, I don't want to do what I'm doing. I want to do what yeah. you're doing. I don't know what you're doing. Yeah, but yeah. it looks dope. He drives a jeep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like he's he's crafted this amazing life. Um, yeah, I mean, it's kind of hard to point to individual things, I, I guess, because um, I really am thinking about tomorrow, and not that I'm unsatisfied or ungrateful for what's happening now, but that's what's been in my mind, like this thinking yeah. about like potentially like what does television look like on my terms? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, um, yeah. yeah. I imagine like you guys have found a sweet spot in podcasting where you, it's, it's muscle memory, but I imagine the first one, just having audio, you're like, what do we do? Do we cut it? Oh my and God. You probably did almost too much work to yeah. it. Right. Oh, like, well, by the way, I had no experience in audio engineering. It was just like the third episode. I remember it was just like horrible audio and we felt so bad at smoke Dizza. Hmm. Part of the reason that we've invited him back, like, you know, time and time again, but, <laughs> um, but it, that is a real thing, too. And it's funny that you say the, the shit that you said about being in Sagittarius and planning about, like, the next thing and the next thing and the next thing is that I don't want to be just a podcaster. And mm. a lot of people think that we are just podcasters. But that's also, like, people thought that we were sketch, you know, just sketch comedians and yeah. just, you know, interviewers for MTV. And people can't get over that box that they think that you're in. I, I feel like I've always, every time I encounter someone, I'm in the box that I encounter them in and I panic about it a lot. And... The people that I'm working with or even just people in my life are like, yo, it's not really like that. You just think it's like that. Mm-hmm. And I have a constant fear of like shackles in whatever sense that is. Um, that I've also, not that this is a Zodiac episode, that I've also been told. <laughs> Believe me, are, it's not. You know, <laughs> are, are, you know, attributed to like people like myself. But um, it's, that's why it makes it almost hard sometimes to like celebrate, you know, or like I feel like even when we have conversations about the work. 
it's not celebration. It's like me kind of griping a little bit and talking about tomorrow and these plans that I want to do. And I'm trying to be less that person because it's not as enjoyable. But it's how I'm, it's how I'm manufactured. You yeah. Know? Well, how much of it is because like you're you're relying on a lot of other people. Mm-hmm. And like, I mean, the nice thing about Eric and myself is that there are two of us. Yeah. And so you can divvy up that work. Yeah. But how much And also it, if someone's down, the other one could be up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. And also like, yes, we do have a big network of people that we can bring over to be guests and all that stuff. Sure. Um, but can you then be like, fuck it, I don't need other people. I can just do this myself. Or is that like too emotionally taxing for you? No, not much. Um, it's uh, <laughs> like there's people who are better writers or it's also like having a fucking vision, right? Like knowing that like, yo, this person... The way they write, they can do this really well. They can do this better than me. Mm-hmm. Photography being like, you know, I can't jump over here and do this shoot and do this shoot, but you live over here. And and also, it isn't just necessarily a selfish project. It's working at print magazines, working at Mass Appeal, working at the last days of print for Complex, growing up off, you know, like uh, Vibe, Slam, PlayStation Magazine, whatever it was, and Double XL, and being like, oh, the thing that makes this dope is it's a collective body of talents yeah. that you kind of harness together and that's what makes it dope otherwise it's just my own i would just do a photo book right right like it's it's knowing the work to, working at magazines and being like this would have been cool this would have been cool and i constantly live in the this would be cool if space and now at the point i'm at in my career i want to make those ifs of this is cool because it exists yeah and i feel like that for my own personal projects let alone projects i'm trying to do that are more community-based but um well what about okay now I'm just like getting into this is a real Leo thing. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Where I feel like I have all the answers. Um so what about if you were to like obviously the people you've been reaching out to are mm-hmm. not the ones who are responding mm-hmm. in the way that you want. Yeah. So reach out to other people and then the other people will come around to that. It is that. And it's and it's constantly having to get outside of your box, your own way, um, keep your own personal momentum up. Um, because that's a big thing too, like I'll get busy with my real life or get a no and that'll like take me out the game for a little bit and needing to have the momentum or thinking about how many kids on the net are like, yo, let me know. I just want, I want to work. And that's always feels kind of funny because sometimes it's just bullshit or mm-hmm. they just want, they want an Instagram page. They don't yeah. want to do the work. And I'm extremely like judgmental about that stuff of like, Same. you know, who's real, who's wants to do the work. Like if I always use the phrase of like, Throwing yourself a parade, like who just wants to throw themselves a parade? Who actually wants to like go through and 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 you know put feet to pavement? Yeah. So this thing has been um, outside of looking for the tangible product, it's been like an extremely um, informative lesson on myself and how I look at the our creative space and other people. Yeah. You know, because um, I am I notoriously uh, I'll do it all myself kind of person, and this is the thing I I actually can't counterpoint. I would say you can, and I would mm-hmm. say you are. And if you're not going to big yourself up, then I'm going to big yourself up. I don't know if that's a Sagittarius thing, but it is definitely an Eric thing. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but you deserve the credit for you left that building. Mm-hmm. Leaving Complex, which is killing it and has been killing it, that's a tough thing. So for you yeah. to make that step, dive off that ledge and right into the deep end yeah. is a big deal. That you've been out on your own and successful is a big deal. And that you haven't with all due respect to people who may do this, retreated to another building because that would have been easy to do too. Yeah, I mean, the thing is like, um, it's not that I've even really thought about it. Um, I'm not like, oh man, I should go do this other thing. In fact, I've fought job offers. Like, you know, people offer me a job and I'm like, oh, that's not really what I want. Or 
and learning about myself, being like, why did these other situations not necessarily work for me? Because other people, they thrive, they love it. Some people, it's, that's just going to be what they do. For sure. Um, I like a ton of control. I like a ton of um, control over what I'm saying, where I'm at, um, who I'm going to surround myself with. And that used to be just for the content. Now I'm realizing like levels outside of that, like, oh, not just like what time of the day I wake up. Like, I want control over like the whole shit. You know, and that's what that, I realize the magazine is that. Yeah. But, and the frustration is the true value of what control is. It's not that you're pulling all the strings, is that some of those strings don't pull. You know, yeah. and some of them, and you're like, oh, this is what it means to be, if you're asking for control. It's a ton of responsibility. It's a ton of weight. Yeah. It's how do you get outside your comfort zone? How do you encourage other people? How do you inspire the people? How do you find funds? Because some people don't want to hear the message. They just want coins, right? Yeah. So it's it's all those things I'm trying to figure out. But um. But even for you, how do you wake up every morning and have purpose, right? Man, I mean, some of it's because I said yes already, yeah. right? So like that, <laughs> that's a big part of it is like, this podcast. <laughs> like, like getting the things like, oh, I said yes to that. Or even now, like the end of the year, I signed up for some other projects, um, some podcasting projects that'll come out soon. And I'm like, yo, I'd love to, I wanted to go, um, uh, you know, Chris Thomas, he bounced out to Africa. Yeah. Like, I wanted to go to Africa. You know what I mean? Corey's like, out there too. Yeah. Like, yeah. I was like, that Half was- Half our group chat. <laughs> yeah. That was what I wanted to do top of the year, but I got caught up in the the hunt, the money hunt, the chase. Mm-hmm. Um and I'm also not addicted to working, but like that's what I know. Like, When's the last time you took a vacation? My man's thirtieth. It was twenty two thousand sixteen. Holy mm. shit! Yeah, it's fucked up. The thing is, I realized there's a couple of things. I don't take vacations because I didn't grow up really with vacations, so mm. I don't really know that. But I I grew up every day. My mom was up at four thirty. My dad was out the door at six. Like I've seen that, so that's what I do. Yeah, and it's kind of twisted, but like. We never really learned vacations, like, and I also think too. I'm not. It's that that weird checkpoint destination thing where I'm like, yo, I'm not where I want to be doing the things that I want to do, mm-hmm. and it's it's poison because like you'll chase that and tell yourself you don't deserve a break, right. right? Like I remember when I was in college and like my grades were slipping and they weren't good. I didn't party at all. I didn't I didn't leave the dorm, and not that I was working all hours. Um, but there was like a sense of guilt, like, well, how am I partying if you know, yeah, if my if my paperwork isn't right, and I don't really know what that is, but um, it's something I've recognized in myself for like a really long time. So, I'm I'm trying to take a vacation soon. Yeah, you know? I mean, but, like, um, is there? Have you traveled much? Yeah, the, the, you travel for work, sure, but that's not the same thing. Like, you know, well, I mean, but that's a lot of like domestic travel. Have you traveled internationally? Yeah, like I've been to London. Um, right, I've been to Japan before. I've been to, um, been to DR, but I have, I'm not like a oh, I'm in like Tibet. You know, I'm not like the um, I'm touching these crazy corners and pictures of me like dressed like where I'm wherever I'm visiting. Right, um, you're not a president. <laughs> yeah, right. I don't work at the consulate, but like, yeah, I um. I don't even know if that's really my thing either, man. Like, I, that's 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 very true. If you too. don't travel for Instagram, then are you really <laughs> traveling at all? That's my whole thing. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, right. Like, <laughs> no, I didn't take a vacation in ten years, right? Like, we worked crazy. We didn't, you know, it was just us, right? And then finally, when uh, Trump became president, we were like, he's going to do away with all the national parks. Let's actually take advantage of that, go down to Utah, go down to Arizona and hike. And, yeah. you know, we and our brother Dan, we did that. 
and there's no cell service down there. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't like yeah, we had was to worry about break. work. It yeah. was a, it was a true break. And and now we're taking another true break. Yeah. But but there is something about okay, fine. There's, you know, it's not exactly roughing it. You know, there's air conditioning, there's like, you know, uh, a rental who, car. Who wants to rough it? Though? I no, like, agreed, I agreed. Uh, yeah, Jews don't camp. But <laughs> <laughs> but but there is something about getting away, you know? Yeah. And and if that's our version of getting away, it was worth it. Mm-hmm. I promise you, like a vacation from your ordinary, regular routine is a true refresh. And I believe it. I feel like um, I remember like being like, man, I feel like I'm burnt out. And then like I actually did like it's like a couple weeks ago. Like I got burnt out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Actually, right before my birthday. What does yeah. being burnt out mean to you? Yo, um, become extremely short mm-hmm. and like extreme. Like I haven't like. A text message sound will send me over the edge. Mm-hmm. Replying to texts will send me. I just realized. Well, I'm, good thing you don't reply to text messages. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I mean, that's really I'm trying to trying to make a safe space or whatever whatever people are calling this. But um, you know, like I didn't know it, and then it hit, and I was like, oh shit! And this is like literally two two or three weeks ago. Um, I feel like it's not the direction you guys want. To no, but, I'm, I'm but, um, cool with it. But you know, it, I'm I'm all for dark jinx. <laughs> yo, it, it hit like it hit like two or three weeks ago, and um, everything got super heavy, and. You know, like, I have a great relationship with my mom. I was talking crazy to her. And I was like, damn, yo, I'm bugging out. And it it just, I hit the limit. I, whatever whatever the wall is, I went over. Whatever the red line is, I went, I broke the needle. And I was like, and so everything feels like a little bit of weight. And I was like, oh, you, you did this to yourself, though, too. You know, like, part of being in control is is control. It's, yeah. it's, it's. it's it's not going over that red line. And, and it's figuring out what that is, too, right? And I think ideally you do that before you hit the red line, right? Like, you don't want to, like, your light goes on E. That's one thing. You don't want to break down in the middle of the highway. Yeah. And so, like, I'm not broken down in the middle of the highway, but, like, you know, the tank's on E. And I'm realizing, like, oh, this, at what cost, right? Like, yeah. And then the things you want to do, you can't go do them, right? Like, you can't go, you can't make a magazine or record podcast or write these other things because yeah. you're just spent, you know? And my head lives a lot in the future. I live a lot in tomorrow. And even that feels like sometimes too much work. There was a day where I was in the apartment and, you know, like, you're like, oh, I want to watch like nonsense TV just to like, I was watching nonsense TV and even the nonsense of it didn't hit me. I was just like, like <laughs> just there. It was, it was crazy. And I'm glad I realized what it was, but, um, do you feel guilt when you're watching nonsense TV? Some, yeah, because I don't really watch much of it, right? Like, I don't do reality TV at all. I don't do... Um, but even, like, spending the time to do that. Well, I I think... Because yesterday I, I was like, do I have time to watch a 20-minute YouTube video? Yeah. Um, I think I normally would have felt guilty, but I was really... I, I was just on pause. Like, I yeah. was stuck. I, yeah. It wasn't a matter. I was just there. Yeah. Like, my phone would go off, and that part feels a little guilty of not replying to my phone, but I was like, man, I... I, it's not me being like fuck it. I'm I'm creating space for myself. It was like yo, I can't. Yeah. This is like this is like right before my birthday, so it felt crazy. Like, yeah. To be like, damn. So this is what it is. <laughs> All well, right. we saw you in the middle of like what I believe was like four back to back trips, and I'm talking about like insane time zones, like that, back and forth. That did it. Yeah. That I mean, was, yeah. that felt like a lot from our end, and you're living through it on well, a plane. Yeah. It was like I flew. Um, I f- private. <laughs> oh <my God. laughs> no, um, definitely not. Um, I I forget where I was going, but like I remember it started with like um, 
I think I was doing doing stuff for Billboard. So like I flew to LA at some point in the summer. Then I was in Atlanta mm-hmm. for a Gunna show. Then I came back. And meanwhile, like when I'm back, I'm still working. I'm either doing a podcast yep. or I'm doing a show. Um, even DJing sometimes can take a lot out of you. Um, like, yo, it's birthdays, you know what I mean? Like, I had to, like, you know, couldn't even see everybody on, like, everyone's birthday because I was just like, yo, I, I'm done. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I went back to Atlanta. Then I flew to Virginia. Then I came back. Then for some reason, I think it was Red Bull. Some, I had to go back to Atlanta again. Yeah, then I that's came when we back. saw you. Yeah. Yeah, and then I went to... Oh, actually, we convinced you to come. This is sort of our <laughs> fault. <laughs> I mean, that that was still a good trip. You were in London. You were in LA. You were then back I, in New York. Yeah, then I went to London. And then from London, I came back. It was a day, and I went to LA. And then my that's when I was like, oh, my... It was just blurry. Yeah. A, it's a whirlwind. My time zones were hit. Yeah. And then I came back. That's that's a lot. Yeah, I can't yeah. I can't even remember. Um, And that's starting to get bad. Like, like fuzzy of yeah. like, yo, what even happened? Yeah. And, you know, I think about last year, Um, uh, you know, that time last year, I was uh, leaving Complex. I was starting State of the Culture. I don't Was think that I, only a year ago? Yeah, I mean, of September, <laughs> right? Yeah. Like That's crazy. Yeah, like a lot's happened. And so... Um, Trump I, got elected. <laughs> you know, right? Like, I think I was doing the... I might have been doing the group chat podcast with Emily and them. I can't really remember, but I didn't announce Mogul yet, but I was working. Yeah. And, um, you know, and I remember being so excited because, like, you get those hits on the internet, right? Of people like, yo, you, you're doing great. And I remember like my social media activity was up. I was doing all this shit. I think I did like, a, um, I like landed in COVID tour. I was like, oh, yo, like all the things that felt like, yo, I left this job and all these things are clicking for me. Hell yeah. yeah. And it went kind of wild. Like it just got kind of nuts. And I remember being, at the end of the year, I was thinking about what I was thankful for. I was like, I'm thankful. Like, I, like I made these career changes. And it was very much about my career mm-hmm. and also kind of like the energy the public was kind of giving me. Because, you know, at, at that point, I was on the bench all those prior to that. I yeah. didn't have those things. And, like, you know, you watch your peers click off. And you want, not attention, but... No, but you want to be in that same, like, you want to have the same momentum yeah. as everybody else. And, and I think that we can both relate to oh, that for as well. Sure. I mean, yeah. kind of the, the thesis of this episode, right, of, like, the flowers. And you want to feel like, also, there's a future, too. You want to just be in it. Yeah. But I spent the whole year in it. And I realized at the end of this year, like, I literally had to think. I was like, yo, I'm super happy to be alive. And I'm super happy um, to, like, have things that I can rely on. And, like, things have changed. So maybe I can't see my friends all the time. But like the group chat, even like that, to know that I can send something out in a group chat, and while some of the stuff in the chat is, is absolutely <laughs> insane, I don't need back. I can, I can, I can, I can. That's that's something I can rely on. You know what I mean? Like something like that's that simple. Something I can rely on when you can't see your boys every day. So like yeah. my perspectives changed, and I hope that uh, going into twenty twenty, I gain a better sense of appreciation, but also a better sense of balance. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, I was talking to Amir Bessie right before this episode yeah and he said i i was like yeah jinx is coming over he was like well jinx has to tell the thrasher story oh now i do not know the story i do not either but apparently you do <laughs> i don't know if it's going to come out nearly as good as <laughs> what it was when it happened um so it's south by southwest it's actually um oddly enough Ev boogie posted the picture of the other day it was me um amir combat jack Amaya, yeah. and a photo from south by southwest 2016 a pretty great picture amazing like if you're someone that enjoys the intersection of the internet and hip hop, I remember at that point, like sneaking out of the photo and combat being like, nah, come on, you're in this. And me feeling like, hell yeah. You know, but um, that's so very both of you, by the way. Yeah. You know, it's, yeah, it's very yeah. combat and very yeah. me. <laughs> um, and um, so we're, we end up hanging out later, me and Amir, and I'm with um, 
my boy Sean Stout, he was our cameraman mm-hmm. uh, at Complex. Uh, he's actually just in town right now, too. And we're at some party, and I'm wearing, like, the Supreme, like, starter jacket or something. And this kid comes up to me. He's, like, got the whole Supreme, like, outfit on and shit. And he's, like, he's a hype beast, but he just, like, came up out of nowhere. He's like, yo, what's up? I'm like, what's up? He's like, yo, man, do you, like, know the history behind Supreme? I'm like, nigga, shut up. Like, what? <laughs> what, what? Like, what? Like, out of nowhere. It's me, Sean, and Amir. And Amir's like, huh? And he's like, like, do you know the history behind Supreme? Like, do you know who James Jebby is? And I was like, yo, dog, what? Like, like. And I, he's in some kid in Austin, Texas, who's like, you know, he's probably like the, um, probably watched kids too many times, yeah, you yeah. know. Or not enough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you know, and he's like, you know, um, buying stuff off the, he's that kid wherever he's from. But he was annoying as fuck. So he keeps asking me about Supreme and shit like that. And he's talking about skateboarding and like kick flipping. I'm like, yo, get the fuck away from me. But I'm trying to be nice. And Amir's the nicest guy the ever. The nicest guy. Absolutely. Yeah. Yo, but Amir, Amir flipped. <laughs> the kid said something and Amir was like, yo, enough. Yo, yo, enough, enough. And he kept talking. He goes, yo, I said enough. And But he's like dead ass. And then the kid puts his hand up and Amir like smacks his hand, like pops Whoa. his hand like, yo, enough. And the kid just walks off and shit. And I was dying. <laughs> but after that, Amira randomly will send me, um, we just make fun of the kid. He's like, yo, bro, do you even skate? <laughs> and so on my birthday, he sent me the Thrasher gift. And it's funny as fuck. But I can't, just that kind of kid yeah. is like so annoying. It's that kid who's kind of trying to prove himself in his clothing or whatever. The, he's, oh the kid, yeah. he's searching for an identity. And for that to happen, it can't be defined by himself. He has to bounce it off of other people. Yo, straight yeah. up. Do you ever have imposter syndrome? Yes. Okay. Yes. Same. Same. Do you and all? Do you? Yeah. Never. No, no, but no, I definitely do. But, but, but what <laughs> makes it worse is okay, we had Cameron on the podcast. Mm-hmm. It went viral because of one thing he said. Okay. Well, I mean, it would have gone like wider than usual. Because it's Cameron, but right? Yeah. For sure. The but dinosaur shit. He said the dinosaur funny. shit. Yeah. Museum facts. That's gonna. You know, the funny thing is. Uh, to be able to see a moment and know how long it's going to go, that's a yeah. year's worth of interview questions for him. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. It's great. Yeah. It's great. But all these people on YouTube are new to us. Mm-hmm. So they're like, who are these guys? Yeah. No, who are these random, R- random white, white boys? White boys. And, and like, how did they get Cameron over there? And, and why so- did why did Cam do this like random thing before he would do drink champs or whatever? And it it while like we can take it, like we've been mm-hmm. around long enough where it's just like, all right, fine. But there is a lot of like repetitiveness where it's just like, oh, okay, clearly there's a lot of world out there and these people just have this one mindset and it's like, oh, no, are are we random? Are we not as good? And no, it's but like, it's like we're not random. Like we've been around we here. This? I've been here for like 30 some odd years. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, there's a whole thing that's happening over here. Well, I guess I have two. Is that the thing that generates? That's not for me. That's Those kind of things aren't the thing that really generates imposter syndrome for me. Okay. Is that what maybe sometimes makes you think like the people who don't know who you all are? Um, I think that's part of it. Okay. I think there's a lot of things. It's just like, you know, what, what separates me from just anybody who has an interest in this? Mm-hmm. It's just that, like, I decided to do this thing and put all my time into it. But, like... Yeah, I, I think as much as you try to ignore what people say, it, it does seep through. It's funny. Those are sometimes... It's and so weird. it's like, am I, am I supposed to be here? I don't know. Sometimes those are the things that actually remind me, because just the way I talk in my head about it, like, the fuck are you? Like, mm-hmm. Dark those jinx. Are things, yeah, evil <laughs> jinx. Those are the things that remind me that, nah, I'm, I'm here. Um, but I do get imposter syndrome. I think for mine, it's more about, um, peers, you know, or like seeing, I think it's when people that are actually in it, 
mm-hmm. are advancing or have commentary about things or um, I think those are the moments. Actually, when I'm challenged, this moment that the imposter syndrome goes away. Like I've had peers in our space say some slick on the internet and be like, yo, what's up? And those are the moments that I'm like, oh, like I feel super about it and super like I'll stand up for myself and all that other shit. Uh, but imposter syndrome kind of happens quietly for me. It's more, yeah. it's much more like, um, damn, I, these things aren't really coming to me, I think, is it because I'm not really in it like that, mm. you know? Or to even be validated or recognized sometimes, right? Like, you wonder if if you're in it, you know? Or if, like, if you place a call and you can't make something happen, are you really in it? And those are the moments. And, but it's weird, man. Like, I think um, a moment similar to what you're talking about that doesn't give me imposter syndrome but can kind of leak over to that is, um, like, state of the culture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I was leaving Complex and, like, there's a there was a point at Complex where if you thought of the brand name, you might think of me, sure, right? and a couple other players there at the same time, and feeling like I really like anywhere. At the time I go anywhere, I want to be in the like, you know, like you play an arcade game and there's names on at the yeah, end of the you game. You want to have the high score. Yeah, I want yeah. my yeah, or at the very least have my initials up there. Yeah, with the with the high ranking number. Like I want to be on that list. Would you be like? BJJ or something like that. BTJ. And I, BTJ. Won't, I won't tell you all what the T is. I, I just won't. Um, it's a thing. But um, is it? And this is gonna get bleeped out. <laughs> oh my god! The funny thing is the way you said it. You and not you leaned on the T. <laughs> oh my god! So maybe. But um. But um. Yeah, like it's I. I <laughs> I want to be up in the I want to be up in the in the rafters, right? Mm. And like that's my thing. I don't want to just be on the team. I want to be high scoring. And like that can remind me of like my place in things, but also when I was on state of the culture, I went there and people were like yo Remy, uh yo Joe, yo Scotty and people were like who's this nigga? And I'm like, "Oh, really? <laughs> like you guys have never seen Complex?" And then I was like, oh, I just don't, I don't occupy space in their menu of things. Right. And for some people, I don't really care. I don't necessarily need to. But, you know, you, they're not asking who who these other people are in the show. And so that doesn't give me imposter syndrome, but it made me feel like, oh, man, like, you start wondering, what does it take to be big? What does mm-hmm. it take yeah. to be known? And then, and I've made a decision. I've made a decision that I'm not going to go a certain route. I'm going to go the route I want to go the way I want to go about it. Same. But um, there's moments you're like, yo, is this... I don't know, being popping would make a lot of things easier. Or now I've, I've been in it long enough that I do this thing where it's like, if I did the bullshit, maybe I'd be big enough now that I could come back around and do the wholesome shit. And I don't know, right? And I remember opportunities or moments where someone's like, go do this. And I'm like, nope. You know, or, you know, this art, th- we want you to do this show. And I'm like, nope. And it's sort of like, you know, um, do you do the thing that kind of lacks character to get on and then come back mm-hmm. and i'm not saying these people lack character but i remember a younger charlemagne being like more of a shock jock right sure, i yeah. remember wendy williams i remember even academics right like and i was talking to act a couple months ago and like you know he's a little more balanced now you know charlemagne a little more balanced and i've seen this i've seen this as a routine in our space right um even joe when it comes to state of the culture he's a lot more balanced than he was on everyday struggle yeah. And I'm always I like, would say the only person that it has not been like that for, which I thought would be the case, but 50 Cent. 
Yeah, Fifty Cent mm. has not grown out of that thing. He's right. doubled down on. But his 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 balance is yeah. His thing is I'll be live all the time, but it'll get me in a room and like I'll produce a good show. Right. I'll yeah. prove myself. Yeah. I'll do these things. Yeah, and that's the thought process, right? Like, should I have gone fifty? Because like y'all y'all know a version of me that I'm not. There's a version of me I think is me out in the world, but. There's that group chat that, you know, that shit that I think is yeah. fucking you're, hilarious. You're fucking wild. <laughs> <laughs> but like, you know, it, um, and just like being able to like to talk reckless all the time. And I sometimes wonder like which route is better. I know the route that makes me feel better. Yeah. But it's like, could I have gone wild to at this point in my career, come back around and be like, look at me. Like I'm wholesome. Or people praise the like the balance mm-hmm. that a wild person, like someone that's wild and they become more balanced. And I'm like, yo, I was always kind of on this side like actually i used to be more wild yeah yeah i think so yeah i think i like but i i i don't think that there's much of a a road for that for me to be a wild guy and then still keep doing this kind of thing and i guess i guess the thing is like and not that i'm so wholesome or so balanced but it's like um the version i guess i get and not that like a youtube comment will make or break it but it's like uh wanting to wanting at some point not to cash in but like what it where is this taking me yeah. what is it what does it actually equal i can sleep well at night but like i don't know i want to sleep well at night in a dope ass apartment yeah. Same, you know on same. your private plane yeah, yeah on my private yeah. plane on vacation <laughs> yeah you know and so um and i see people out there that i think um do that and i'm excited about it. like i told you guys um before we started like just being excited to meet you know Hassan minaj you know yeah. like because i feel like he does that and me being like man that's really like he's a testament to people that do that and i'm like all right there's a lane for it and that to me is uh the thing that i think i don't know it's not imposter syndrome but it's the thing that makes me wonder about this path yeah how did you react to your photograph um at nipsey hustles um going home yeah caravan session yeah it went and so well deserved it went far and wide and was like a redefinition of who you were. How did you take that all in? Man, um, it's funny. I looked at your wall and I was like, oh, like I, I only made one print and I instantly got it framed. Shout out to Greg Noir. And, and I sent it to Greg. Um, just I owed it to him three months ago. This is how bad I am. So I sent it to him this week. Um, yeah, but yeah, but we'll tell him that you recorded this three months ago. So <laughs> yeah, it's like, but I'm, I'll and yeah, I was instantly like I walked in. I was like, oh, I, I got it. I need to be on this wall, right? Mm-hmm. And that's how I thought about that photo after. It was like the places that it could be, like the Smithsonian. Yeah, like I. But also out. our wall, apparently. Well, I mean, this is it's it's. This I mean, this is an iconic wall. But it's like you start to look at the companies you keep, and it is yeah. Smithsonian esque, right? Like you look at the books. It's you guys know what I'm talking about, yeah, like yeah, you know, yeah. like motherfuckers that are in it, and um, that's like the aftermath of the photo. It's me thinking like where I wanted to go, or thinking um. You know, I really wanted the Smithsonian. I was in some early talks, and they kind of fizzled out. And like even that again makes me feel like, oh, I bet you if I was wild on the internet, I'd have, you know, I don't know. And really wanting it to be in these places, both for my own accolades, but also like, you know, um, sorry, that was really funny. (laughs) No, I Um, I do want to say so. Anthony uh, Gaithers is our photographer today, and he's working so much harder than anybody else has ever worked. But it's, it's so good. It is like really incredible. Super excited to Sam yeah. to have a photo. Yeah. Um, yeah. But um. But yeah. Like so, when it comes to the photo stuff, I guess in that moment, I'll, I'll just start with the Nipsey thing. Mm. I was out in L.A. and I was out with Calmatic, and actually, I was out in L.A. to do some. Was that a vacation? No, it wasn't. I went there to have a meeting, uh, with Spotify, 
And then while I was out there, uh, Calmatic hit me up. And he was like, yo, man, like, we need to connect, blah, blah, blah. And he's like, you know, I have um, a past at Nipsey's uh, memorial. I think you need to go. And I spent some time thinking about because I know Cal, but it's not like we were super tight at that point. Now I feel like he's like one of my brothers. But um, it, that kind of made me feel good. Like, oh, he thinks I should be in there. And like, he, he likes me enough to invite me to this thing. And when I went, it, I can't even define the experience. I've still been trying to put into words. Like, you know, extremely emotional. Just the kind of tone of people like outside the building trying to get into the Staples Center and going in there and like just being like overcome with like a ton of emotion, oh joy, God. celebration. Yeah. Um, when that first song hit. Yeah. 1500 yeah. and nothing. Like, yeah, it was extremely powerful. Right hand to God. Like, yeah, it, it just hit, you know, and but also felt very much like a celebration, but mm-hmm. also like we were mourning. I'm yeah. seeing Vince Staples walking up the aisle and I looked over and I just, you know, I hadn't seen Vince in a long time and seeing him. And even just the look on Vince's face, you know what I mean? I'd seen Vince in media moments and stuff like that, and we're friendly. Um, and I saw the look in his face and wondered if my face looked like that. Yeah. Like, he looked hurt, Yeah, you know? Um, but anyway, we, we, we go through that whole moment, then we leave, and Cal brings me out. He's like, you know, I'm thinking I'm going back to the hotel. Yeah. He's like, nah, you know, you're going to Crenshaw and Slauson. I need to take you among the people. You need to see this. And this is a guy who has a ton of pride for his city. Cal's like, he's... If you go to LA, you need he's someone you need to check in with. Yeah, you know? yeah. And he's just giving me instructions and telling me everything that's around and kind of like, you know, sightseeing. And we end up at the intersection of Slauson and Crenshaw. And we're waiting all day for the procession to come, all day for the procession to come. And I'll leave out some of the other details, but finally when it arrives, I'm trying to I, when I walked, I walked out of the hotel room with one roll of film. So that was already like kind of a mistake, you know. But anyway, I get there and I'm like, damn, I've been shooting photos all day. And I'm like, oh, I have three photos left. Like, this was stupid. I fucked up. And it's coming by. And so I pull out my iPhone, which is something I've been shot on in forever, and my camera, and I'm shooting both. And I get that photo on my iPhone. I get that the Nipsey photo on my iPhone. Wow. My, my actual camera, it's a photo, but it's not good. It's not in focus. It was me. I couldn't even, I wasn't even looking through the viewfinder. I just shot. Yeah. And... I got that photo. And there's another one that goes with it that I haven't posted yet. But um, it was just capturing people like in, in black and white. And I got that photo actually off um, Instagram. You know, like I got that through my Instagram camera. No, I, I got it off my phone. And then I... The, the filter. Uh, the filter. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. this is just, it's just it, it. And I remember feeling like, oh, like, is this a good photo? Like, this doesn't follow my photo rules. But it just, <laughs> it just was it. And I remember thinking, man, maybe I shouldn't post this shit. I don't know. And I was back in the hotel room in downtown LA. And then I just sort of was like, nah, this is making me think a lot. And I need to make sure the caption says what I wanted to say. And so I posted them both. And it was late. I mean, it must have been 10 p.m. LA time. But it went nuts, like very quickly. And it just spread and spread and spread to the point where people that I didn't know were showing it to me. And um, I'm like, oh, that's mine. Yeah. And... I knew instantly then I was like, oh, shit, this is, I looked at the photo and I remember it made me feel sort of like, um, not Biggie funeral, but like presidential, you yeah. know, J- JFK or something. Yeah, 100%. And, and it feels weird to say it, but that's how I felt. And not because I, t- I felt that way about Nipsey and the way people were treating him, the way the people were responding to him. People were sitting on top of buildings, the way, you know, I have another photo with him with their hand on the back, um, the back of the hearse. It just was extremely visceral. 
And I immediately knew, I was like, people were instantly asking for prints. And I was like, no, no, no. One, you ask somebody, someone's like, send me the print. And I'm like, send me the image. I'm like, it's like me rec- being a recording artist, sending you the files, my masters. <laughs> yeah, you know, like, what right. the fuck? But also, too, like, nah. Or people are like, yo, I'll, I'll buy it. And I was like, look, any one that I do, I'll, I'll give out. But this isn't, a, this isn't a for sale type situation. This is this man's life. And I remember feeling extremely fortunate to be in L.A. And I used to hate L.A. I, that was it sounds weird but just the energy of the people was the time i was like yo yeah i know it but super long with the answer i don't feel like that changed people's opinion of me at all you know and really like yeah i don't think people that's the thing sometimes like you do this stuff and i think people like i don't know i i i'd like to think that i'm like a creative person or like i and not just creative right like um just some other photos that came out from that event that i'm not necessarily crazy about mm-hmm. um by other people, yeah, just yeah. I'm yeah. not like it's, and I don't, I'm not hating. I just, it's not, it's not my thing, but like trying to capture like, 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 pe- like that, like that moment, like people, um, that feeling, and I felt like it happened, and I felt like you know it didn't really do nothing. I feel like people sometimes have an idea of like who you are and what you do, and that's it. And these other things are just side notes, they're blips, right? You know, but like I want, I, I want people to let me take their important photos. I want, I want to have that Nipsey photo in the Smithsonian, not just for my, yeah, it is partially for myself, but also partially because I think that is the photo of that moment. The same way if I saw another person's photo, I'm on the gram. Like I I dole out praise pretty heavily and pretty often. Like, yo, that's it. Yeah. yeah. That's it. Yeah. And it, it's, not, it's not about me. It's not about the person. It's because like that is it. That's the moment. That's, that's the high score on the video games. Yeah. It's just fact. The three of us live in this in this world, in this space where it's like you you don't want to be boxed in in something. You also don't, even though you are working for yourself and you are like your own bullhorn, it's like, it's a lot, right? It's a lot to be out there and like push your own stuff and celebrate yourself. And it's just like, but at the same time, it's like, should I be comfortable enough with myself that like, and this is true. We were hanging out with Jim Jones last night as friends. Yeah. Like, yeah, he comes on here and he records for an hour. But afterwards, the shit that we talked about is real life shit. Yeah. Same with Bun. The same with the locks. The same with Lenny S. The same on and on and on. I mean, not with everybody, though. No, 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 no. Yeah. With with our but, actual friends. No, I, I. it was just that you listed a bunch of people and I just didn't want to be like, oh, it's like literally every single person that comes over. No, it's no. like there's a select few that you have this relationship with. And it's and it's that that means something to me. Right. Like, like. We could do something, we could record a podcast today and no one could listen to it. And that's a fact, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter that it's great art. <laughs> they record a podcast for you today, Jinx. And no, yeah, <laughs> no, but... but Yeah, we recorded it, we just didn't put it up. <laughs> yeah. But like, but like people people might not listen to any singular episode, right? We, we recorded ones in, you know, lots of cities and maybe people listen, maybe they don't. But it doesn't mean it's not great right and do we need those people to listen to that to validate it but it's kind of it's a, it's a mix yeah I, I think they don't necessarily validate you but they might they have they have some say in it right like like that photo existing i would still think it was great but that photo doing laps and numbers yeah allows more people to share that idea or to counter that idea i mean i guess i wonder how you all deal with that as well because like i feel like you all have been doing laps in the podcasting space specifically for a really long time and I mean, people that like you get you guys catch people before it happens mm-hmm. in the midst of their lives happening. Some great retrospective conversations. You know, a lot of conversations are one or the, one of those things. Maybe not all those things. Um, 
you guys humanize subjects. I think you guys do a good job of subjects that are really already ground level, building them up at the same time. But um, I also feel like in the last couple of months, or this is the year, you all started feeling not more confident, but more like, yo, we've been doing some laps. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, mm-hmm. how did you reach that point to even feel comfortable enough to say that? I think that there's this thing where, for us, like, we definitely have respect, but I think that you, we don't necessarily have support. And mm. so I think that because there's that, that difference in between the two, then you start to be like, well, you know, if, if nobody else is going to say anything, then like we're going to have to say it. And, and by so, the way, there's a whole lot of guessing as to like why people won't support. Right. Yeah. And it's just like it could lead you to wherever. That's, so it's like, should you even worry yeah. about what anyone else is thinking? That's yeah. that's where sometimes the imposter syndrome comes by. Right? Yeah. Like for me is the, um, you know, I go places like even someone be like, yo, like and that's the thing, too, is like I've been not fighting for respect, but that's not the end game. But, but I that's think you have path. respect. Yo, I. But I, I think it's a there's the vocal support which people confuse for respect. I think yeah, and I think res- like where are the Instagram comments? Yeah, and I think I think respect is like you said it. You said it really well. So respect and support are different. Respect and placement is different. Like if I go in a room, someone might be like, "Yo, you're dude from so and so." I'm like, "Yo, bet." And like like yo, I really respect what you do, and I know yeah. that they're not lying. You yeah. know, I I they're not like oh you're great or yo you're mad funny. They're like yo I respect it, and I I take a lot of pride in that. And that's the first time I heard it, it felt like an anomaly. I've heard it enough to know that what I'm doing garners that and I'm I'm getting it. I'm that's what I'm working for. Yeah. But then you're like, damn, yo, the other shit too, what does respect look like with all the other things? You know what I mean? And I sometimes wonder, are they are they mutually exclusive? Yeah. Or there's this thing that happens much later down the line, maybe, where your respect comes back around, right? Yeah. I think about um I think about a currency, right? A guy who just did laps and mixtapes, mixtapes, mixtapes. He's well respected. Yeah. You know what I mean, like people know him. He's got the game, but like, you know, he's not um he's not Drake. Right. You know? Um, and I think about like or you know, the trap music versus like lyrical content kind of thing. I feel like I'm, you know, working my way trying to make a blueprint album versus like whatever the new blah 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 is. Not that I don't like those things or have tendencies of those, but the great thing about Blueprint is it's also commercially successful. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Like wanting to live like that. And um I think sometimes that it can it can ignite or kind of tap at imposter syndrome. Yeah. Well, so like currency's definition of success is like he's well off, mm-hmm. he owns all of those cars, yeah. and he's able to like drive around, listen to uh all the old school R and B and like love life so Mm -hmm. like he's successful no matter what anyone else like can think out there yeah and that's how i'm trying to be now and Mm -hmm. like when i say all those people i'm just like well we have their respect yeah so it's like we should be good right it doesn't matter what like random people do or do not think but i think that for us it's been this thing where we have done everything ourselves yeah and i think that we've been fighting to maybe not like build our own buildings or even knock down the doors to other buildings, but for buildings to open their doors and be like, okay, like we can we can do some stuff with you. And we've never gotten that. Like there have been uh, buildings that have not given a shit about us, and there have been buildings that have uh, given us sort of like lip service, but we've never had that partnership. Yeah. And I think we're getting to a place now, finally, where it's like the content um, industry is finally like in our favor. And so, like, our, these meetings are getting to be, like, very serious, and they're very cool, and it's just like, all right, now you're going to pay for all the time that we did and put this in for free. Yeah. You what know, do you, like, what, do you th- what factors do you think have led to this now being 
sort of or that the well we were very early on we were so early on all these things that's a big part of it oh man being the first person through the door or the first people through the door as opposed to being like the third yeah is a huge difference like you know even you know excusing like the youtube stuff because we were very early on youtube and there wasn't an economy for youtube creators back then and we wanted to get a TV show at a time when, and we sold a TV show to MTV. It didn't get made for a variety of reasons. But we've been doing this podcast now for four years. We had a meeting last week where they were talking about how podcasts are, like, everything is shifting that way. Like, we know that, that Spotify is building out all their studios in LA. There's going to be, like, 12 different studios out there. Like, it's everything is moving towards podcasts. And so when they want a reliable name who's been out here for four years putting out reliable content and, and we can grab all the names, then it's just like, yo. But I feel like that's like, that's the plan. Like that works, right? Like you guys yeah. have done the work. Maybe it didn't like, you don't want to wait seven years, eight years, nine years, 10 no. years. But right. like, you know, if it's going in your favor, then it sort of feels like the the plan worked. Yeah. yeah. Or is working. You want to know how, how, how far the plan went? The plan was like, stay authentic. Yeah. Like stay ahead of the curve. It wasn't like this medium or this medium. Like, because again, we've done a lot of things and you can say at any well, of those stops. But also, we're going to continue to do those things. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, we, we do want to do more videos. We do want to do yeah. uh, more music. Yeah. We do want to do TV. We want to do interviews, all that stuff. Right. I right. guess for me, a lot of it is stay authentic. Authenticity has been the core thing, right? Do yeah. that to the point where I think that was for, at one point the only thing, right? Authenticity and like at some sense, a sense of regularity. Yeah. And then when it became like regularity started to look inauthentic, I tried to start picking placements and that wasn't really working with the situation I had before. Because then you start realizing like, oh, it's either do it this way or don't get to play. And so now striking out on my own, authenticity is big. I can't say I'm doing too many things that I don't really want to do, but I guess I want more shots at the things that feel authentic to me that I know would work. But not to sell people on that. And also selling people on it isn't just writing an idea and a pitch. It's like having numbers, having a team. Like I finally got, you know, um, a sort of like management type person in my corner that I feel like is going to help shift some of these things. But like, it's that thing, but it's not the thing like, it's not me ripping someone's video, throwing like my sort of handle on it. And I'm like, why is that the thing that people go towards? Yeah, right. And being like, that's not not it for me. I get it. It serves a purpose. I'm not questioning the value of it. I just don't know. Actually, no, I am kind of questioning the value of it. I don't know if it feels like that has like a luxury price on it or is at least maybe it's so cheap that there's so many of it. And I'm trying to do I'm trying to make luxury goods. Yeah. With yeah. My content. I'm trying well, to make, you know, by the way. So I know that you've talked about it. And mm-hmm. I know that I've talked about it, but I do think that it would be valuable to have this thing of people who are sort of in the space and having like meetups. Yeah. Where it's just like. You can talk about all these things that none of us seem to really talk about. Yeah. I mean, the thing is, like, also when you're doing this this thing and you're making anything that feels like yourself, if you're putting yourself out there, um, inherently it starts to get lonely only because most people aren't putting themselves out there, right? Yeah. So, like, there's a, minim, there's a minimal group of people who do that. And then also, too, if you're making anything, a lot of that lives in your head to make the thing, right? Yeah. Like, whether you're formulating questions... Um, picking what lens you're going to come out with and where the places you're going to be at and trying to make the best thing. And then there's the aftermath of making the thing. The, did I do this right? The ifs, the don'ts, the imposter syndrome, the, the, oh, I want to do it this way. Oh, I like what they're doing. It's yeah. like your brain, it's, your brain is naturally working much harder than most people because you're doing the thing, watching yourself do the thing. You know, it's like, um, 
you're the player, you're the coach, you're the fan, you know, you're the commentator, um, and you're trying to, and you're hoping someone's buying jerseys, you know? Yeah. And so like, <laughs> it's all those things at once. And um, I don't know, I, I, don't, I don't know what the content landscape is for people that are doing all those things, you yeah. know, and like what that society looks like. Cause I, think I mean, a it's lot Los of, Angeles. Yeah, yeah. That's is. what it is. It's all these kids who are just like, subscribe below. Like that sort of like, <laughs> it's, it's that you lose your, your all, whatever personality you have. Yeah. It just becomes all just like, you know, make sure to follow. And I feel, <laughs> and I feel like also extremely critical too. Like, and I try not to ever be a hater, but mm. I do feel extremely critical of the space that we're in and the people that are doing things. Not that everything I do is a hit. Cause I'd be the first to be like, oh, I don't think I'm like, I'll do a DJ set. And someone's like, yo, and I'm, you bodied that. I'm like, nah, I missed, but I'm the player. I'm, I can see the shots that maybe were missed. Right. Yeah. But, um, but it's also okay to accept that praise. Like, like I know we've done a lot of things that were like, you know, medium, like we've done, like there were sketch videos that were like medium. There were podcast episodes that were medium, like, like. But people, it's it's how they were affected, and it's like mm -hmm. it's okay to like be like your experience was great. Then I'm really happy for that. Like our Max B video was not a fun but experience for us, it's but classic. it's people's favorite, right? It's legendary. Yeah. So it's like, oh, how do you how do you measure that? It's like, okay, cool. I'll accept that. I'll put my feelings, you know, over there mm -hmm. and move forward. You know. Have, have you guys talked to Max's people? Like, I yeah, like, yeah, I feel like yeah, yeah, yeah. Gotta be. It's coming. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. Um. It almost it, happened during the 12 days, but we didn't uh, pursue it. Right. Yeah. Wait, like, he's not out, right? No. no. Okay, I was like, no, wait, no, yeah. like, <laughs> And it was, it was more that. It was like, yeah. we'd rather not do a phone call for yeah. a limited amount of time. We'd rather mm -hmm. have an actual discussion. So, yeah. yeah, let's look forward to that. Yeah, I feel like this is, like, an extremely dark episode. But, like, <laughs> but like no, I don't want it to be dark. I just, like, I feel like it's, um, this has been an interesting year for me thinking about what I'm doing, how I'm doing it, what I want to do in the future. And all that isn't just like, um, like punching, you know, writing on a paper and punching a keyboard. It's it's the the mental space and emotional space it takes to like to do these things. And when I was saying being critical, I also feel like not the industry, but like I don't believe a lot of the I don't believe in a lot of the shit that goes on in our space either. Or too, like, mm -hmm. yeah, I not, mean, it's all just like oh, you know, what like, smoking like, mirrors. Yeah, like I from like you know. Um, Certain presentation. Call him out. Call him out, Jinx. <laughs> Do it. Nah. You know, but the thing is, yeah, but the fact that you thought about it makes me so happy. Because because I had to think about who, you know, who maybe it is. But it's like it, it's, the worst part about it is that it's it's less about it being a person. It's more like an ethos or an idea. Yeah. And I watch like good minds go get spoiled because they they were headed down another path. And again, do what you want, but why do you want that, right? And right, then go right. another direction or like. I think we're in a spot now where we're like creating narratives, creating narratives, creating narratives. And like, you know, it's like, if you have to keep telling me this thing, how real is it? Like, or like, you know, or people like, well, no one celebrates me. And it's like, well, because you're throwing yourself parades every week. Like, right, right. fuck. Like, sometimes but that's the like, narrative is all that they have. No, but, 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 it's, I, but I will it, say, so like, there's Eric, no substance. Eric and I sometimes disagree on how much we need to call attention to ourselves. You know, mostly me being the one who's just like, you know, down on it and Eric being like, no, like we, we deserve this. Mm -hmm. And so I do think that there is this thing where you, there's no perfect combination of that thing. No, there isn't. There isn't. And trying to get to a spot too, where you're like, yo, what makes me comfortable? And so I think the thing is like, like you all like making authentic content, making content that you all are like, if someone sent this to me, I would listen to it. That yeah. kind of thing. Right. And 
I think there's always going to be that push and pull of wanting other people to like what you do. It's like, you know, when you get dressed in the, in the morning, not that you need a compliment, but if someone says nice outfit, you're like, yo, I'm glad you see it too. This, I chose these things. Yeah. Or, you know, um, buying someone a nice gift, right? And being like, yo, I want you to have this because this is what I think. And I'm like, yo, I really like it. And it makes you happy that they're happy that, you you know, it's, it, it's a volleying back and forth. And I think that inevitably you should feel something personal about what you're doing. But some of it feels like it's not even about what they're doing. It's just like, it's it's not about the volley. It's not about the like, I put this out, I hope you guys fuck with it. It's more like, I don't really have anything to put out. I mm-hmm. just want you guys to fuck with me because I exist kind of thing. Yeah. And that to me feels like that's being muddied up or somehow in the same field as the people who are actually making things. Mm. And I'm like, well, like do that, but just go over there with it. Like, don't, why does this look like the same thing? Yeah. But um, I don't know, man. It's, um, I feel sometimes most at peace about it all when I don't think about this as an industry. When I'm just sort of like, oh, I, like even this year, I was thinking. I thought this episode was going to be about like my favorite album. This year. Um, but and I was thinking, did even music this, even come out this year? Like, I, honestly, <laughs> you know what's crazy is for a good part of the year, I was making a list of things that I liked. Mm-hmm. But um, was that just for like just? Well, you know what? I'll, I'll say because everything moves so quickly that you want to hold on to. It's all those things, but I, it, it, they tie in together about me not looking at this thing as an industry as much, right? Or not trying to watch the whole space as much mm-hmm. because um. Like when I don't I don't work at Complex anymore, I realized I was out the loop for so many things. Like yeah. I would catch so so much new shit by like sitting next to Angel Diaz or Frazier or you know a Joe Puma or Carrizo or whoever it was that was in the office. David Amaya. David Amaya. You know, like <laughs> oh, from the Thrasher photo. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes. <Yeah>. Like. <laughs> like mm-hmm. Um, you just catch it just by being in proximity to people. You know, I work mm-hmm. from home mostly now, and so. Um, I realized I was out the loop for so many things, but also that made me really have to look for things or really have to like, you know, even getting a link in a group chat is like, oh, if people like this, I should check it out. Mm-hmm. And that distance made me actually try to focus in on certain things or realize maybe I'm not as up to date or as connected as maybe I, I need to be or wanted to be. A lot of that was just with the seat that I had maybe. And be like, oh, but also maybe that's I'm not catching some of the shit I don't care about, right? Because the yeah. things I'm naturally drifting towards are really me. And that's the same thing about the industry. Is like, and I'm plugged into Twitter every day, and like I, I hate Twitter now, mm-hmm. but I'm still on that shit talking crazy. Mm-hmm. But like, or less crazy now. But you know, it's um when I'm plugged into those things every day, it's it's some version of that first thing, right? Where I'm seeing a bunch of shit I don't really care about, or like. N- clocking things that don't really matter to me as much and it's sort of that believing that this thing is necessarily industry instead of like i should just be fucking with what i fuck with you know so we were down in atlanta together red bull uh music festival Mm -hmm. and uh we were all at mike well made it studio yeah and everybody else leaves and we were all very privileged to be in the studio with mike and toomp this is crazy working on beats and None of us Instagram live did, you know, none of us were like tweeting like, hey, guess where we are? And like, you know, putting a location tag on that. It was like, I'm sure for you too, but like enjoying like what an honor it was to hear these guys create. And all we did was sit in that room and watch and like whisper to each other and be like, this is crazy. And it's like, it's not, you know, uh, a new kid. It's not um, some, you know, pop-up shop. It was just like, this is music. We love music and none of this is industry. And a lot of it just taught me more about how those things work too, right? Like 
uh, my homie Spencer is um, a kid that's working with um, Mike Wills, a kid from my neighborhood in Jersey. And I was like, how, like, you know, God willing, things crack for Spencer. And it'll be like, yo, he was that kid in that room. And like, that's tight. But also, too, uh, I don't want to be like the angry dude, but it's like, <laughs> everything is not a fucking moment. Everything's not a pitch. Everything's not a, a bit like, you know, if I'm walking down the street and, you know, people just, you know, like, everything's not. I don't know where people got this idea. I feel like I call a lot of it college dropout ethos Mm -hmm. of like stand on a table. I can do anything I want. I don't need any type of formal anything. Right. You know, believe in yourself. That's really what matters. But like, yo, that motherfucker, you forgot the part where he did five beats a day for three summers. Yeah. Yeah. He's in Newark. Yeah. There's a lot of just like entitlement of just like. In moments. Yeah. In in moments. And we're in the attention economy. I want to say maybe Carly spoke about this before. Maybe that's where I got the term from. Mm Shouts to Carly. Yeah. Yeah. But like she's, she's, she understood that. She understands it very well, and she yeah. gets it. And I think, like a lot of us, she, I think she holds frustration towards it too, and valid frustrations, but also valid, like you know, um, it allows it allows her to actually um, calibrate her value system really well because she sees sees it for what it is. But everything's not a moment, you know. We don't need to be plugged in every day, you know. Like, and it's small stuff. How just this sense of privacy is gone, this sense of connectivity is gone by people feeling always connected, like. Uh, kids like, um, yo, man, why the fuck do you turn off your Apple Music listening to list? I can't see what, like, what you're listening to. I was like, because I don't want you to see what I'm listening to. Like, <laughs> yeah. what, what do you mean? Like, you know? Yeah. And, but like, people are just sharing stuff. And I realized if you're sharing everything all day, you're actually not really like, what's the value? Like, it's like me taking yeah. a picture of this Popeye's soda. Like, it's just nothing anymore. You're just getting things to get Wait, them. why did you have to say that it was a Popeye's soda, James? <laughs> yeah, like, Look at you, right. oversharing. Right? And it's like, or, or like, even if you post, and everyone's minds are kind of corrupted. Like, if you post some sneakers that you really like, someone thinks it's an ad. Yeah. You're like, nah, I just really like these. And sometimes it is an ad, but this time it isn't. And I realized people's, they think they're being more discerning, but they're really not. And right. Everything's not a moment. Everything is not... A museum you, fact. Right. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, yeah, everything doesn't need, like, the time, date, description. Who Like, it just doesn't. And... I think that people are getting really far away from real life, and they're sort of getting really far away from appreciating anything. It's about like keeping up, you know, like um, like fitting in, doing the thing. Oh, yeah. but, but motherfuckers aren't doing anything. There's a there's a very small difference between like a hundred likes and a thousand likes. Mm-hmm. We had this meeting the other day, um, like I said, and in that meeting, there was no talk about how many downloads our podcast gets. There was no talk about um, Twitter follows or yeah, Instagram likes. None, none of this. It's or... just it's 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 all about how good is your product, and like a company will come in and they will blow it out the water to where it's like you were getting this, now you're getting like a hundred times this. Yeah, right? and it's just like as soon as you see that that's you know the the way that things work, then you take that pressure off yourself to keep up with. You know, like we're not going to be getting the same numbers as a complex on our own. We're not mm-hmm. going to be getting the same numbers as a uh, any Viacom company. Like it's just it's an unfeasible thing, and so the fact that like a company can come in and just do that, then it's just like all right, then the, the whole game changes. It's just like whatever. Um, and I feel like you're somebody who thinks about things a lot, possibly overthinks. Yeah, I think I, that's what I do. <laughs> that's textbook jinx. Yeah. And so, like, I, I think that one that you need to take that pressure off yourself. Yeah. And realize that, like, 
no, you're not competing with all these people who work inside buildings. You're competing with yourself and, and your happiness and all that stuff. And sometimes it's not even necessarily competition as much as it's like caring. You know what it feels like too? And I think it's a, a naive stance often, but like, yo, the other day I was thinking about Angie because um, she was talking about coming back to the radio. I'm yeah. like super excited for her to come back. Big shout yeah. out to Angie. Yeah. And like, Arande, I just, yeah. I'm such a fan of Angie. And like, I, I really am. I remember meeting her for the first time and being like legit nervous. And like, I do kind of have that like childlike purity to it of like turn on the radio and Angie's there, right? Yeah. And, like just rocking with Angie because I rocked with Angie. Yeah. And like, you know, and I meet her and I'm excited about what she means to me and to music culture and hip hop. And like, you know, even um, I remember like earlier days of buying Supreme, like I bought it because like it, for the value that I thought it had. Oh, here and we go with the Supreme stuff again. Like, yeah. <laughs> Yo, do you even know the sort of history of it? Yeah, like, <laughs> do you even skate, bro? But like, and then, you know. You ever and, been to Lafayette Street? Like, you ever stood in line for three days? But like that motherfucking kid, <laughs> he's, he's, trying to, he's trying to tap into what I actually really felt because he probably doesn't feel that. That's why he used to go around testing motherfuckers, mm-hmm. right? You know, he almost got knocked out. But like, it's it's <laughs> yeah, by a mirror. Yeah, right. Like, what it, what a mirror with that uh, Virginia energy coming right. strong. Right. You know, he right. wasn't playing. Right. Yeah. But like, you know, not not faking it. Like, I I think a lot, but also like I care a ton. Yeah, I, I really do. And I, it's less about competition sometimes, as much as it's like, yo, where's this shit headed? Yeah. And I think I think outside of it, you wonder about that. But when you're on the inside, you wonder about it as well. And being like, I think a lot about um. Like when people stop like writing, you know, and it's like, yeah. well, if you stop writing, do we raise more writers? You know, if if it's you know, kissy faces on Instagram stories, like, do we raise more people that do that? Right. And I think it's both valid and extremely like useless sense of paranoia. But like, I care a lot. You know what I mean? And so like, if that's the same way, if someone says, "Yeah, I respect you," it means a lot to me. Yeah. yeah. I, but I, it, they, they come from the same place. Yeah. yeah. So it's not always a sense of like this embattled, you know, persona of like, oh. Where's the real, you know? But like, it's it's wow that the name actually. Yeah. Um, but you know, it's um. Shout out to Adrian Bailon. Yeah, yeah, Braxton. exactly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the real. Yeah. yeah. But like, you know, um, it's just, it's just that I care a lot. You know, and I think anyone that knows me and like knows like, I do. Like, I love a good interview. I love a good pair of sneakers. I love good art. You know, like I'm in here and I'm like, oh shit, I want to be on this wall because this yeah. is a good ass wall. Yeah, yeah. appreciate you know? that. Yeah. Like, it's, it's that simple. Um, Lenny S felt the same way, by the way. Yeah, did he? Yeah, yeah. and so he he came over with like a that Nipsey. I that... never met Lenny. I, I, You're that's kidding crazy. me? Yeah, no, I never met him. And oh. we, we've been like in a. I, one time I was walking down because um, Rock Nation building was near Complex, and I was walking to go get lunch, and I saw him, <laughs> and I like he looked at me, and I looked, and I just nodded, <laughs> and then he kind of nodded back, and I stuck my hand out, and like, and then he dapped me, but like the way my hand was set up, it wasn't a good dap. <laughs> And I just was like, oh shit! And I just kept walking, but I never—I've never actually met him. But um, that, Wait, was that your worst handshake? No, I've had. I, <laughs> there, there's certain people I brick it with every time. Where I'm like, now nah, I just like don't shake my hand. Like, don't. My worst me. one was with. So I was at Elliot Wilson's birthday party. <laughs> Drake shows up. The entire party just like leaves and tries to go around Drake. Mm-hmm. And I'm just standing back, whatever. And then Eric comes over to me and he's like, "Yo, we're we should leave." Um, but we should say goodbye to Drake. So I'm like, okay. And we've met him before. He knows who we are, whatever. Mm-hmm. And so we walk over there. I say goodbye to Elliot. And Drake is standing there. And there's like um, a lot of like lights happening. There's like all these lasers and shit. And <laughs> okay. so, so all the lasers seem to be pointed in my eyes. 
Drake is standing there for a solid 45 seconds just with his hand out waiting for me to shake his hand. <laughs> and then I finally saw it and I was like, oh my God, I'm so sorry. <laughs> and that was the last time we talked to Drake. Uh, did you actually dap him up? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. But yeah. he was like, I'm good. Like, yeah. yeah some, he's like, yo, someone's playing with lasers and shit. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Damn. I'm, what's a weird dap? Do you have a weird one? I mean, yeah, like, because L.A. does it differently, you know, oh. and you come back to New York and you try to, like, get back. Because they, they'll do that. <laughs> they'll do the handshake in the middle of it. Yeah. And then I'm, like, back in New York and I'm trying to, like, you know, say hi to people that I've known for a decade. And it's, yeah. like, it's like, I don't know, man. I'm just fucking this up. You also you know? have Hup. Yeah. That, well, that, that <laughs> I, I was in college. I was very excited that this girl who was from our town. I was a senior. She was a freshman. I heard she was coming to Syracuse. So I run into her for the first time in the bookstore. And it's like two flights. And I'm heading down. And she's heading up. And I meant to say, hey. And I meant to say, what's up? And it came out as, hup. Damn. <laughs> and she just looks at me. And I, I ran away. I was like, Damn. fuck that. Like, I'm not driving you home. It's back to, New-. you know, I was just, yeah. I've gotten to a point where, like, that's why, like, even if I'm, like, in social settings, like, uh, you go off DJing and stuff. I don't smoke weed because it makes me so awkward. Right. Mm-hmm. And, like. It just throws off the handshakes, throws off the like, <laughs> like yo, what's up, Mike? I answer a question they haven't asked, and then they're there, and I just walk off. <laughs> I can't, I can't do that. No shit. requests. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah, no, like, <laughs> oh my, wait. First of all, have I done that to one of y'all before? No, because I've yes, yeah. Every single time yeah. I'm like, yo, Jinx, play some Egyptian Lover, and you're just like, no, no. Actually, no. the only thing that happened was that after, and I'm, I'm so fucking proud. Of your DJ sets and Corey's DJ sets. Corey's out of control. Yo, yo what did Corey do? Corey yo. did uh, uh, Pop Mariah Smoke Carey. into Mariah Carey. Yeah. I mean, it, or Mariah I, Carey into Pop Smoke. I just, before you go yes. any further, I didn't know that that was like a thing of people throwing Mariah Carey and stuff. And I've seen yeah. people do the Soldier Boy thing. And yeah. I'm glad to keep seeing that happen on Instagram and thinking it's kind of played. Yeah. And seeing Corey go the route he went, it was, it was fucking insane. Yeah. It, it's so much fun watching a good DJ set. It's the closest thing I think. It's like watching courtside basketball, like because I. It's like and it's like knowing how to play basketball and watching basketball. Yeah, like, yeah. To see the decision making, Corey, it, he's one of the best DJs in New York City right now. I can say that he comes from a strong lineage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's like, but he denied it for so long. You yeah, know? it's it's hard to live under that. You know. Umbrella, but yeah. yeah, man, he's killing it. Okay, so um, I saw you guys uh, spin at um, Kinfolk. Oh, yeah, and yeah. And you guys destroyed, and I was so excited. I had to leave, um, and I texted you um, later after that set, and I said to both of you, guys, even though I only caught the first couple hours of yesterday's event and wish I could have stayed for the rest, what I heard of you guys playing individually and in tandem was outstanding. The vibe you guys created with moods, references, tempos, and taste level were beyond dope and beyond expectation. Super excited to see this party grow and you guys take your talents to levels not yet even imagined. And you know what you guys responded with? Bet. Nothing. Bet. <laughs> Bet. Nothing. Nothing. So, by the way, it makes you feel better that I'm one of the 135. But, no, that, I actually, I remember that text and the thing, <laughs> it's like, oh, so you saw it in the same day. Um, that, that was a crazy day. And that was a moment where, like, that to me is like, like, move everything aside like you were there and you were like yo this is just good right like if we were strangers i imagine you would have came to the booth like who are you you yeah, know and yeah, like yeah. that to me is like there's moments i'll deny other things or because i really feel like maybe they're not great that was a fucking great dj set and mm-hmm. to me like those are those good moments that like not that the culture needs but like i don't know i'll be in a dj set I'm like this isn't that good for my own or someone else's and like 
Or like when Corey started doing good, I'm, it's like, yo, motherfuckers, lift him up. Like he's 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 great at what he does. Let's yep. talk about it. Let's tell people. And I just want to say, just to give people an idea of what the 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 set was like, you guys were both on this set. It's like you guys were doing this this dance, you know, like you would rotate in and out. And as somebody who works with you know his brother, I can relate to that. I understand you know the cues, and I understand trying to you know maintain and like excel. And, yeah. and you guys did that, which is a talent in itself. It was like a shorthand. It's one of those things of like um, another DJ I think is like that is Ant Blue. Um, mm-hmm. You kind of let him get in the driver's seat because he's a little more reckless and. <laughs> You let him. You let him go, and you try to. It's like commentary, you know. It's like um. Wait, I want you to explain that metaphor. You let him in the driver's seat because he's more reckless. <laughs> yeah, like like you let him. If you try to drive, it's because we're. You know what? Maybe not driver's seat. We're. we're in, I'm gonna be honest. We took an Uber uh, back to LAX the last time we were in LA, and our driver was reckless, and I loved it. <laughs> yeah, like, I did. I was like, "Yo, we we cut a half our time." No, I was they like, drive this like is, Bruce. Wayne. This is genius. No, that was aggressive. That's not reckless. <laughs> like, not even re- like I'll say reckless no. is like wrong way down the street. I'll, I'll, I'll say there's two. We're racing, right? We're, there's two of us racing, <laughs> knocking he, over mailboxes. He and is you let him. He's the lead car because like he's gonna make the turn, and you're gonna turn behind him. That mm-hmm. kind of thing. We're like, because he's just he's creative as fuck he's confident i think a lot of times he plays for himself mm-hmm. and so sometimes you're in conversation back and forth sometimes you're in response to something someone else is saying or doing or playing um i think that day me and Corey were in conversation with each other right yeah. and I, there's times where ants like that too but when anytime ants playing most times you, it's like most dj sets are a monologue it's one person talking one mm-hmm. person yep. playing if you get the chance to play with ant a lot of times i'm like yo go go crazy get crazy with Corey, a lot of it is like he sees things in a structure that I don't really see sometimes. So I'll I'll come and just fuck it up. Like yeah. I'll just go right. And he's like, oh shit. And that's that stuff is fun. And I think um that to me is like one of those moments I'm like, yo, I, it feels like the right thing. And then when you have a set like that, I it's dope to be doing something and know it in the moment. Yeah. yeah. Like I've never like I like what I try to me it's like uh, I think about getting in the zone, right? Oh sometimes my God. I try to think about like a Jordan. I'm like, yo, Jordan got in the zone a couple times. And then I remember having this thing, this thought process of even like a Jay-Z, a Jordan, any of these people, realizing all the factors that surround you getting in the zone and trying to create that so you can get into the zone at will. And like, that's a really hard thing. I think the greats can do it at will. So what are your zone moments? Was your coach and P and Migos and, and all of them, was that a zone moment? Did you know it then? That, no, because okay. before, you know what, I... It was rough trying to get them to open up. They don't, you know, they're sitting with their arms crossed. Yeah, yeah, they yeah. don't really want to be a part of it. Coaches trying to make this thing happen. Um, <laughs> so what What? What were some the, ones that, like, the, worked? The moment that went into the zone was when we were actually, um, we weren't breaking, but he was, he, P had just said all this shit about um, some deal that they had and how it went wrong and how he did. You could tell Coach and him kind of didn't want to talk about it, but he did. And then P's like, yo, I just gave you an exclusive and said something. <laughs> and then when I said run it up, that was how I would talk if I was talking to you all. Yeah. yeah. But like I said it and it was kind of awkward because they're like, what? And then they started laughing. I was like, oh, okay, cool. I'm <laughs> in it. Right. And like those moments where you can just be yourself. I think when you make things, you want to be yourself. You want to offer some version of yourself that's out there and let people tap into it and fuck with it. Whether it's a joke, um, a guest you really want to get or the way you look or it's songs you're playing. That was a moment where I was like, I'm in the zone. I think another one was really early on in my career. Um, it was Gambino. We had the South by Southwest house, and um, 
he walked by. He's like, oh, I'm, he performed. It's like the last day of South by Southwest. We're in this really small room. Um, like, it's basically, it's a house. It's a living room. And he's like, I'm not going to do the interview. And then Fam saw me. And Fam was like, oh, yo, we fuck with you. And I'm like, <laughs> oh, sick. And so that already, that raises the stakes for sure. But now I'm like, oh, cool. Like, you know, I, I've been working at Complex for like less than a year at that point. Like maybe six months. So I'm like, oh, damn. All right, cool. Gambino sits down. But because it's into South by... Everyone, all the business people in suits drinking like some caffeinated Mountain Dew. <laughs> yeah, or like, sponsored beverage. <laughs> yeah, you know, like really crazy drinks, actually. Um, some energy drink Mountain Dew with like a logo with like a lightning bolt. And <laughs> they all sit down and now they're watching. And I don't do interviews like that, you know. Like, yeah. It's like now there's a crowd of like people that are kind of buzzed and lit. I was randomly at homecoming this year and a, a dude I went to school with, I forgot he was randomly in the room. He's like, yo, I haven't seen you since that moment. He's like, to see you do that and to see where you're gone is amazing. Wow. I forgot he was there. But this room is like 20 people now in this small living room, and Childish Gambino's right here. And the volleying, I don't even think the content interview was that crazy. We started talking about World Star and then the internet, and it got kind of deep. Like, shit, we talking about now, like, you know, where the internet's going, people's attention, what it means. And he was basically saying where he was about to go in his career. Like, wow. I don't care about that shit. Like, I see it for what it is. But we were, there wasn't a low. He'd make a comment that I think would throw some people off, but and it sound that might sound weird, but like you see a couple people out in the space and you know that you all pull, draw from the same well. Yep. Mm-hmm. He and I draw from a similar well, and it it just worked and to the point where when it it stopped, every people were applauding. Yeah. And I was like, damn. <laughs> so those are moments like that that I Man. know I'm in the zone. And it's like a DJ set, a good DJ set is a great version of that because a lot of stuff I do now is not. It's not paced like that, you know. It's not an interview. Yeah. Um, it's not. But me. I also think that there is that 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 extra oomph when you have that live audience. You oh know, my that, god! That, like when we did the Rockefeller. Thing, I was just thinking that. Yeah. You know, like that was. And and it's funny too because like, no one's talking. It's silent in there, and there's 600 people in there, and it's like that's for me. I was like. Oh, we're we're doing something, and this is after all the bullshit that you have to deal with around it, right? Like getting people in the list, mm-hmm. the fucking police, like everything that's going into it. Whether Jim Jones is going to actually be able to be on stage, all mm-hmm. this stuff, and that's that's that was his own moment, you know, like for sure. Yeah. Sobs was his own moment. Like I remember being in um, in London with Semtex. That was his own moment. It yeah. was just, it it's there's a difference. I, you know what else? Um, there was our first red carpet that we did for the BET Awards, mm-hmm. and nobody knew who we were. All these publicists just found out, like while we were on the carpet, and they were like, "Oh, like this is different." And so then they started like everybody was there, and yeah. they all started crowding around us yeah. every time we would do an interview. And Cole so, like, and Ross and yeah, everybody yeah. who yeah. no, even the pre one, the, the the one with um, MC Light. Oh 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 that, yeah, that got dinner. it. The day before, yeah yeah yeah. yeah. The pre dinner. And so yeah. like all these people, every time we would talk to anybody, every single person who was doing talent, right, dropped their microphones and would come over and watch us, and like yeah. that felt like we were doing You're doing this, something special yeah. and different. I think I felt that way with um. I'm trying to think of any other interviews that have been like that or moments. I feel like for whatever reason, probably the amount of times it's mentioned on State of the Culture, but as a it's sort of like punchline, but like Ferguson for real. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was like a moment where I was like, oh, I'm just in it. And not a zone and a saving felt, but I was just in it. Yeah. Like that Nipsey photo felt like that. Like you're like, oh, this is this is it. Like you just feel extremely alive. You feel, you know, that like 
whatever that is. I think live audiences is that for sure. DJing, yeah. it's why your friends, your well, friends being there because really even we, we our Travis interview, mm-hmm. which is a thing that gets posted every single day. Yeah, it doesn't make me feel like I'm in the zone. There was no audience there. I didn't feel it in that moment. I mean, I, it was fun, mm-hmm. and I guess it did feel special in a, in a way. Mm-hmm. But I didn't think that it would be, that we would still, still be talking about it. You know, you know, seven years later. Yeah. Or whatever, yeah. Also, my zone sometimes it's weird. Like it doesn't necessarily need other people as well too like they they have a part in it but it's not like mm. i think about the people who um their zone probably always comes after the fact because like they're just doing something yeah and it's always coming after people say we, they fuck with it and i'm not like people that make viral content or sort of like divisive content or problematic content or like you know fast food shit mm-hmm but I think they make so much of it that they don't even know what the zone feels like. But in, it's finna hit. You yeah, know, something's gonna hit. Yeah. yeah. But like sometimes my zone is, um, you know, even moments of like um, Kobe Kendrick didn't feel like the zone at first, and then it's a moment later where Kobe opens up, and then Kendrick sees Kobe opening up, and he goes, "I'm like, oh, I'm in the zone." And um, sometimes you wish it, the the zone was longer, right? Or I think about. Um, what was another moment that felt like Yo, that? Yo, I'm so happy that, like, none of our zones are, like, going to the grocery store and finding, like, all the milk and throwing all the fucking gallons of milk on the floor and, and recording like, that. Like, yeah, going... Vi- imagine yeah, if that's, yeah. like, your thing. And I, think, I think those... <laughs> you feel great about doing that? I think those moves that a lot of times, like, the whatever that group of creator or person is, um, that's actually them searching for the zone. Mm-hmm. That's them searching for it. And it's not even the zone. They're searching for the... The zone can lead to a certain after effect. They're searching for that after effect. It doesn't mean it came by way of the zone. It right. means they just like it's like enticing. It's at, you know it's they're not. It's not like you're being tested and you rise to the occasion. They're trying to create situations, right? right. And like I think hopefully we we hope to do well enough that these situations come to us. But like uh, I'm trying to think at the zone. I'm trying to think of like when I've seen someone else in the zone. Can I just say? Every single time that all of us have been saying the zone, you think of Swiss beats? No, oh. I keep, no, I keep thinking of Puzzone, which is a Pizza Hut promotion that was, was uh, actually delicious. Yeah. <laughs> but a little, like a little bit too heavy on the ricotta for all of them. But like they weren't using ricotta. Yeah, that was probably just Elmer's glue. Yeah, 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 but, yeah, um, yeah. But like that's like where my head's at. So like I've been just thinking, it, like just just play this yeah. thing back. You were like grinning. I was like, oh, I don't know. What's here. <laughs> I'm just thinking about pizza like, this entire yeah. time. Um, Jeff's in a different zone. I, I, I really do, or auto I, zone. Yeah. <laughs> I really do want to think of like a, a moment like that that I felt. Um, but yeah, Swizz Beats does say zone all the time. Zone, zone, zone. Kind of yeah. weird too. Um, Sims the zone comes. It's weird. Like I think about um, the Mariah Carey interview where she touched my leg. Right? <laughs> yeah, and but Yo, that, she was that, trying to get in the zone. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> that wasn't that wasn't the zone. And it's, you know, it's Big zone. Enough. But like the moment is like we're doing the interview and like, all right, we have three questions. And she's like, what do you mean three questions? Like, how are we going to have a conversation? Yeah. And she's already made it cool to be in the zone. Yeah. And we're volleying back and forth. Or when you watch that guest and they sort of turn their head in that way of like, <laughs> yo, yeah, I like. Let me think real quick. Yeah. Um. Do you find that like the bigger artists are easier to talk to? Because I do. Yeah, I think sometimes too when I also take the pressure off of it. Like Mariah Carey's so big that I'm just I <laughs> I, I I sort of rise to the occasion, right? Yeah. It's like yeah. I remember meeting Jay Z and like instantly being like, it's almost it's almost like self induced coma, right? Yeah. Where I'm like he's so crazy. That I'm like he's like what up? I'm like yeah, what up? <laughs> you know? Yeah. As opposed to like, you know. Well, Jay, I found so I was. And Corey can can tell the story too. Like I was so nervous before I was about to interview Jay Z. I was like, my first question was literally going to be like, has anybody ever thrown up in you? Because like I'm about to. Like <laughs> yeah. I, I was so nervous. And then when I actually walked over to him, 
I just felt like the most calming, just like presence. And I was just like, um, and then he complimented my hat. I asked him if he wanted it. <laughs> he said, no. So, you know, what's funny is that, so when Jeff will tell that story, like <laughs> Jeff will, you know, compare it. He'll be like, oh, big, big time guest, right? Mm-hmm. Like yeah. Jay-Z. I get nervous for Jay-Z. On the other hand, I got super nervous for cash out. So that's what Jeff says, mm. like on a, on a regular basis. He's like, you know, and it's a funny punchline until cash out shows up. And <laughs> oh, and I got nervous again. No, 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 oh. no, no. Now he's killing it, and yeah. he's like, "Yeah, you can't use him as a as a punchline anymore." I'm trying to think who. Um... But he's used it as sort of a punchline as like this is 2012. That's like the whole bit. It's still good. Still good. Still good. Anyway, sorry to ruin <laughs> for anybody out there. <laughs> damn, damn, it's yeah. real. Um, man, I'm trying to think. But no, I found that Jay Z was just like super easy to talk to. I thought that that Stevie Wonder was super easy to talk to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. I'm trying to think who else. Like, there's just been, like... Like, Rick Ross is super easy to talk to. You know? Like, there, there's a certain... When you've... Some when you're that polished, like, that you've been around that many people, like, you don't really have that guard up in the same way that I think, like, a, a lot of younger artists sort of come in with. Yeah, and I think some people are also great at taking... Not getting you in the zone, but getting rid of your nervousness so maybe you have a chance at finding the zone. Like, Bun B is that. Oh, like, man. Yeah. And, like, we'll recognize you want to be, like... Well, like, yo, what up? Yeah. yeah. And you're like, man, Bun probably don't even know my name. And then two questions, you're like, I'm sorry, what's your name again? And then you're like, yo, you just unpack that perfectly. Oh, yeah. Busta's like weird. that. Yeah. You know, have you like, met Busta? Yeah. yeah. I'm trying to think if it went well or not. <laughs> um, but like, you know, like some people are great at those things. And it's a, I, I try to learn a lot of that too. Because, um, you know, the more you do this thing, you kind of get caught in the middle. You're not just the um, the interviewer or the person, you know, trying, yeah. people are coming up to you as well. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to handle that well. And I don't think I do that well. But um, it's, it's funny. We were talking about, you know, being in the zone. And yeah. yeah. And and I thought back to when the three of us were traveling down to Miami for another Red Bull thing uh, a year and change ago, right? Is it two years at this point? No. Uh, no two years. This, this time last year. Last year. Last okay. Year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. I don't know. It was a year ago. and I'm just saying things. I don't know. <laughs> and... And I remember, and this is a very long story that we will tell on another podcast on another day. Um, but when the three of us finally got on a flight at like, you know, six o'clock in the morning, and it was a miracle that we got on, you got recognized at that second airport that we had to go to. And I was like, man, like, Jinx is in his own right now. Like, this dude, like, walking up to him right in that moment. That, so that, when I was thinking about last year, I felt like, yo, I was in this, uh, um, this zone is career zone. Yeah. And yeah. you kind of want that feeling all the time. And you guys, no, oh, that's not often. I think I was so happy for it because I really did feel like I was on the bench for the year and a half before that. For right. sure. Trying to make these things. We're trying to get this show popping, trying to do these things outside of the company and really feeling stifled. I'm starting to feel like, yo, is this phase will it come back? Yeah. Really? Like, re- so when it comes there, you're so happy for it. And it, it it's in different moments. It's the work you do, it's how people recognize the work yourself when they do recognize you they're not saying they say something valuable to you or something that means a lot all that um but i don't know if i always think of that as the zone you know what i think about when i really feel like i'm at pizza the zone (laughs) um like i remember like when i graduated like they give superlatives right for Mm -hmm. school yep um like when I left school, I walked away with two superlatives, and I remember like wanting to get best dressed, but I wasn't. Mm-hmm. This kid Jerron got it; he deserved it. He killed, he <laughs> bodied school. But um, wait, what were you wearing? The lesser version of what Jerron was wearing. You know? <laughs> yeah, agreed. Um, but I was dressing like I was definitely dressing like Dipset. Um, <laughs> but like we're all in New Jersey, so that's that's worthy of um of a trophy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But there was two things that 
I got. And so like I got prom king. But Oof. the thing that really talk ma- about it. But talk about it. But yeah. the, the thing that really mattered mm. was I got class clown. And that was mm. I used to go to the lunchroom. I would skip class to go to the lunchroom to <laughs> light tables up. And sometimes I I get bummed because I'm like, do I still have that? You know, because mm. like I can't really get I can't get it how I used to get it. Yeah. Um, or I don't try to because right. it was vicious. Mariah was but trying like, to get it to you. <laughs> in the zone. Yeah. But like that feeling of that is funny. Or like it's not stand up, but like jokes and like moving yeah. at that pace and like it, to the point where whoever whoever wants it can get it. Like yeah. just that I'm always in it. You, it, it would result in verbal comedy, physical comedy. I was just like I was always on. Yeah. And so that's why that not in whatever yearbook that is somewhere in my house is valuable to me um, in a way that feels like the zone. And sometimes when things are going a certain way in in the career space, it feels like that feeling. It yeah. feels like that feeling of going to the lunchroom and being able to, and to be able to sit at a lunch table and be like, all right, who's got jokes? Yeah. And be able to do anything you want with that. And that feels like... I sometimes think it probably feels like a really good stand-up set. Yeah. No, yeah. listen, I, I think that since you graduated from Complex and have gone on to, you know, your own career that you were in charge of, mm-hmm. I think that you've been killing it on everything that you've been doing. Thank Again, you. DJing, photography, writing, hosting, podcasting, you are yourself, you're authentic, and you've been killing it, and it's quite all right that you haven't responded to all of these texts Jesus. because, you know what? We're proud to be top 135 dead or alive. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Yo, Jinx, thanks so much for coming through. Yeah. You know we appreciate you and uh, we'll talk to you soon. I feel like this podcast would have gone different if I slept a bit. Yeah, guys. Where's the liquor out? <laughs> no, thank you guys. Thanks everyone for listening to this new episode of Waste Time with It's the Real, day number 11 of the 12 days of podcast, our fourth annual run of 12 episodes in 12 days. Jeff, if people want to find out more about us, I'm Eric with the curly hair. That's Jeff with the glasses. Together, we are It's the Real. No apostrophe. No spaces. If people want to find out more about this podcast, it's called The Waste of Time with It's the Real. If people want to find out more about what's going on with us, Jeff, where can they go? You can always go to itstherial.com, I-T-S-T-H-E-R-E-A-L.com. Go to our website. Go check out our newsletter. Check out our shop. Go click on some links. We got everything there. Everything you could possibly want is at itstherial.com. Also, we are on Twitter at It's The Real and Instagram at It's The Real. And we are on all streaming platforms. I'm talking about Spotify and Apple and Google Play and YouTube and all those. We are not on Tidal. That's but you know what? That we're not on. But, you know, we're working on it. Yeah. Man, you can already, like, you can just sense how tired I am. Right? <laughs> yeah. You can. I'm sorry, everybody. We are not on title. I love everybody at title. Shout out to title. And it will happen. This is a conversation that's going on for way too long. Jeff, this is the part of the podcast where we like to shout people out. So who, Jeff, do you want to shout out? I want to shout you out, Eric. Oh, Jeff, I wanted to shout you out. Oh, okay. Uh, too late. <laughs> also, I do want to shout people out. I want to shout out all the photographers who were making things pop on the visual end. I'm talking about Mia, Nick Watkin, Tommy Battle. Lucky Peters, Anthony Gaithers, and then on the West Coast, we had Lenz Anderson and Josh Gonzalez, and then when we did our Cameron interview, we had the video team also, that was Cam Robert and Johan Chiraboga. I want to thank all the publicists, I want to thank all the artists, all the, the all of our guests, and everyone who listens. I want to thank, I want to thank everybody who is out there, subscribed, 
rating, commenting, letting us know that you enjoyed the episode, who you think should be on the episode, that you're happy that we've made the episodes. Shout out to all of you out there. We appreciate you. You have gotten us through this with our bodies, our souls, and our minds somewhat intact. Jeff, another episode tomorrow, day number 12. As always, guys, not for real, for real. We'll see you guys tomorrow. Tomorrow.